Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our weekly show with the man himself, Mr. Clint from Bullpen Media. Mr. Clint, big week last week, Sports Tech Week in Melbourne, a lot happening. Talk to me, what's going on? Yes, yes, thank you for thanks for having me on again. This is good, good to hear from you. I'm well. Uh, yes, it was last week. It was a big week in Melbourne, Sports Tech Week. Startup day, Qatar Sports Tech doing a fast track day, master classes, that kind of thing, all uh, culminating at the Sports Tech World Series conference from Melbourne on Friday, last week, seven days ago. So it was a big week. It was a good week across uh, across town. Got to engage with a lot of different companies, people, founders, startups, uh, heavy hitters as well. Uh, so it was, I mean, it was a great week all around conversing with, with so much of the industry. So we'll start with the conference. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was there. You were there. Another, another good one. It was a really good day. Uh, sessions. I sat in on the fireside chat with Adir Schiffman, I mean, with Catapult C um, chairman, Adir Schiffman. You sat in on that as well, didn't you? No, Mr. No, no. So that was a good, that was a good little chat about where the where business is at at the moment. Because, well, in fact, it was actually very nicely timed because they released some excellent financial results, uh, which some really buoyant results. And then was able to sit in and talk about the growth of the company at the fireside chat. Share with us. Which, hey. Share with us. Give us some numbers. Yeah. Share with you guys the numbers. Oh, well, Catapult, off the back of, off the back of, oh, you know what, actually, I've got to go through. I've got the, I've got the numbers with me, so let me write. So they were trading at $1.17-ish on Thursday, eight days ago, off the back of reported, uh, reported increased profit and in earnings, they increased revenue and earnings, they end up hitting, uh, Hitting highs of dollar forty-five that day, so up twenty-eight cents for the day. Nice. So, which means because they've struggled with they've struggled with the with uh, recurring revenue. Why is that? Time, they ha- well, the dish, the problem with is that they've got pretty much so much elite market lockdown, but to grow your revenue base, you've got to Offer big, you got to have bigger offerings. Either you go to the grassroots, they brought in player tech, which is for the, which is for the grassroots uh, footballers. They've uh, they've now integrated with video analysis. They've now done, they now integrate with concussion testing. So now they now actually do a lot of integration to work with a lot of companies, which I think has probably helped. They've all, but probably which has probably helped with its revenue with um, with recurring revenue. But its biggest thing is that they finally are reducing costs heavily, which is probably the biggest bugbear of the company, 
is that they're very cost heavy uh, to, for them to reduce it so much and maintain decent um, revenue and revenue growth. Is uh, I think. I think another thing they they need to do is buy SPT. Buy SPT. Yeah. Uh, that's for them to decide because well, yeah, they've got a pretty healthy working, they've got a healthy positive relationship anyway, so it's not all. That's not all. I mean, they've got a good thing. You see, SPT is an excellent grassroots offering designed for the grassroots and the semi elite athletes. Um, Exactly, and that's the part that they're, that they're missing right now. So that's the aspect of the market that's going to really give them that kick. Well, well that's what we think anyway. Well, it's up to them to, up to, them to do the deal. And yep. They, uh, take it on, I mean, they've taken on revenue, revenue, and they've taken on investment for growth in the last few months as well. So, you know, they may not be. Are they looking for a buyer? We'll see. Oh, everyone's ready we'll to see. sell at the... Everyone's ready to sell at the right price, mate. Oh, that's what they'll say, but whether they get the right price or whether they sell too soon is another thing. Yeah, as in as soon as as soon as the, the right price happens, forget it, it's on. Yeah, well that I mean, it's up to them. I'm not gonna tell them if they want to buy out who or who wants to buy out who. I mean, as it is they get I mean they both Melbourne based businesses, so I'm they would engage each other. They would engage each other. There's never really competition. There's a lot more of a, a threat. Fortunately, with a lot of these hardware businesses, hardware with software businesses, there's a lot of there is a lot of friend friendliness anyway, and a lot of um, knowledge sharing. It seems to be every, everything's in Melbourne. You're pretty reluctant being a uh, Western Australian boy, eh? <laughs> I'm reluctant because Melbourne. I'm reluctant. Melbourne is its own bubble anyway. Yeah. But, you know, then the industry is way different to Sydney. Yeah, I guess so. It's like it's kind of like oh, it's kind of like yeah. No, I'm reluctant because I mean, I think Melbourne self-appoints. Melbourne self-appoints itself as the sporting capital of of the world, but yeah. All right. You. you Tell me different. No, you, you self-appoint yourself at your own peril. Okay, justify the difference. No, 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 difference. But you don't, you don't self, you don't give yourself your own title. If you don't claim something, no one's, no one's going to give it to you. You have to claim it. Nah, that's all. Nah. Mate, I'm telling you, if you don't, if you don't claim something, nobody's going to give it to you. You know what? Yeah, you hold Melbourne holds two international events and self-appoints itself as the global sporting capital of the world. Nah. What do you mean? Which which city plays more sports than us? Which city plays more sports? Yeah. In Australia, we all play the same sports. No. You just happen to have a public holiday for a horse race. And the grand final. Too. What's what's the biggest code in this country? Uh, well, it's always got to be cricket or football. Come on now, let's let, let's be frank. Yeah. Who? Oh, you mean uh, you mean football, like you know football? I, I want one word. 
One answer, not not ten. Who's the biggest? Who's the strongest code in this country? Cricket. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. No, AFL. AFL, mate. AFL. And the core the core of AFL is in Melbourne. Ah, oh, Victorian code, so you know, I'm sure you'd I'm sure you'd enjoy your own sport. What do you mean? Enjoy our sport. We've built we've, we've built an empire out of it. What what the hell? Ah, uh, you know, you've built an empire that's taken in, you know, three states, three to four states, that's okay. And it's still the most dominant. In three to four states. It doesn't matter. It's, it's still it's the biggest empire this this country's ever seen. That we own stadiums, oh, well, you know, media, whatever you want, champion data, everything. <laughs> oh mate, the cricket. No, no, we're still gonna keep, we're still gonna still gonna argue that cricket. Yeah, cricket, cricket's cricket's that big. Cricket's that big. It has to play with his participation rates. Ah, that's the, uh, <laughs> really, I'm glad you remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad mate. You remember we talked about it. That's all right. And then, yeah, and then uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take you straight back to the conference. And then the CEO of Cricket Australia is sitting there bragging about how how much their sport's growing. Anyway, move, 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 move uh, on, moving okay, on. Good, I was going to ask you about what you said. Yeah, okay. moving on. Are That's why that's why Cricket Australia is where the, where they are. That's why they have to make up their own participation rates. Because look listen to the CEO. We should go back and listen to our we should actually go back and listen to our episode and maybe we'll do some fact checking. Um, good see, good data is one thing, bad data is another thing, but big troves of data is is another thing, which is what I think he was getting at, that you can have big amounts of data, but then what do you do with it and monetize it in a way that is cohesive or useful? I think now we're kind of in this position where, when he talks about, he goes, if there's so much data and we don't know what to do with it, they don't even try and monetize it. Even trying to get valuations off the amount of data we have, is it's, it's not, it's not, it's not viable. It's not viable to, to monetize, um, to value, to get a valuation off data. It's not his job. Hey? It's not his job to do so. No, his, his job is to make sure they have a full product, is to, is to drive the full product stack that they're offering for real teams, and then to be able to integrate uh, integrate across uh, with appropriate other companies or verticals. Yeah, that's why you bring in external da- da- data companies or data specialists or data scientists that come in and, and do that for you. Yeah, but, you know, what's, I mean, what, is, okay, what do you do with the data? I mean, yeah, but he's, of coaching, what, 
what do you do for data from a, from a consumer level anyway? There's a lot that can be done. A lot. You can provide for them based on, on, on that data. You can add core products based on that data. Uh, look, I, I don't... Go on. Potentially, but if they say, "Oh, we, you know, we can provide." A lot of companies, like Catapult included, say we can bring all this data from broadcast or enhance the broadcast. What well, hasn't happened yet? Because they don't want to adopt it. Yeah, you, you. So therefore, is it is it something that we we think it's an ideal? I mean, okay, Catapult uses their uses some of their data for like you know, meters run and all this kind of stuff for their Telstra track of the AFL and NRL on occasion. On occasion, but it's not. It's a lot of data is not filtering through the broadcast experience because. Yeah, but well, the, yeah, but does that mean that the data is no good and and nothing can can be done with it, or is it that the broadcasters are being lazy and picky and don't want to change? Maybe they don't need a Maybe they don't need to monetize it. Maybe they don't need to actually make it. It's got to be a sponsorable asset. Maybe they don't need to do that. That's what, that's what they say now. Give it a couple more years, they'll be crying. Yeah, we'll see. I think uh, I, yeah, yeah, the idea of just having so much data just for, just for insight. Yeah, I mean, most people can't read data. Most people can't. Like, unless, you, unless it's intensely presentable, you can't read it. But it's not for everyone to to read. That's this is the issue here. This is what this is what you you're not sort of getting. It's not for everyone to read. That is not for everyone. That is for for the right people to read to to then monetize on that data through your through your consumer experience. Why is Amazon so powerful? What does Amazon have that others don't have? You tell me. You tell the story. They have the data. For many years, all that all their whole focus was building up these databases about consumers, their trends, their patterns, their behaviors. And they took that, then they they used that data to enhance their product in multiple on or on, on multiple levels. And that's why they are what they are now. That's why they they, they started the two-day delivery, one day delivery. That's why they introduced certain products. That's why they partner with, with, with certain because they're, they're very, that's very... One company. Huh? Okay, you're that's one company that uses data. Name another, name another, name, name another thousand that can do the same. Google, Facebook. Uh, Three. All of them are using data now. Anyone who's decent is actually using data. These 20-year-old companies. Yeah, but no, they, com no company nowadays. Yeah, but that's, that's the issue. The issue, that's exactly the issue. That's why the media circuit is plunging on its ass. Because they're, they're not using this data properly. And that's why they're all going to die. Because they're not using the, this, this uh, data properly. That's why techie CEOs are transforming companies. And they're taking them to different levels. And your traditional CEOs are killing companies. Yeah, go on. There's nothing else to go on with. That's it. It is what it is. It's plain and simple. You either you either become a data-focused company or you die. It's that simple. But that's just such a blanket thing. Everyone says that, oh, we need to use data. Okay, cool. Go on. Implement it. Go on. Hire the right people. Yeah, Do I it. Know. Hey? Very, very easy to say. 
I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying it's an easy process. I'm saying work it out. You, you've got the resources. You've got the funds. You're calling yourself the the Premier League. Yada yada. AFL's doing it. Yeah, what about all that stuff that now we're seeing on screens and at half time on Fox Footy and so on and so on and so on? When did we ever see that? No, yeah. But is it monetizable? Of course, it's bringing more, it engages audiences more. You you want to watch it just for their, for their buddy analysis. Ah, uh, engagement. Yeah, engagement. Uh, engagement is one thing. What? Well, en- engagement doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, but they're literally with every single piece or segment of analyzing data, it's represented by a company or somebody who's who's paid for for that for that segment. So how's it not making you money? So this this is like this is a contradicting argument. Learning more about who your per, who, who your customer is and providing them with what they want is not going to make you more money. How does that work? That's always going to make you more money. If you're more engaged, you're more likely to spend. There we go. There we go. The counterpoint to ideas points to the fireside chat. Mate, it's anybody who's up with what's happening now, it's clear as daylight. That's why I told you. By 2035, test cricket will, will not exist. We've that seen an amazing test match, and we'll see another one, and another one, and another one. But that's 2019. Does anyone ever, does anyone ever go, wow, that was a good 2020 match? No one gives a shit. Wow, that was a good 2020 match. What do you mean? That's what's, kept cricket, that's what's kept cricket alive, man. What the hell? Why, why are they shortening the game? Why are they getting into entertainment? Please. That's everything now that, 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 that you're saying is strengthening my uh, argument. Why they go 2020? Well, you go back 15 years ago when they when they brought in 2020. Yeah, it wasn't the right time. You've got to have cricket 12. Got to have cricket 12, 12 months of the year. Yeah, but it wasn't the, the 20 years ago wasn't the right timing. Seven years ago it was, or or, or whenever they brought in recently. So 2020 we saw was 2003, 2005. Yeah. Okay, when did it take off? Whenever there was the Indian Premier League, I guess. When? I don't remember, actually. It's usually around, usually around the time with the IPL. All right. About five to seven years ago, right? You, oh, no. Longer than that. No, no. It's not longer than that. Come on. Dude, come on. Come on. I'm telling you it's not. Like when, when, was the, when was the IPL? Uh, 2008? No. Nah. All right, let's say 10 years ago, right? Why did it take off then? Because it's more, because we, uh, because cricket's one of the biggest sports in the world and we're thirsty for it. No, because you're missing the whole point. It's a generational change. These social media outlets brought out these kids that are growing up on these outlets and not interested in long form. They want short, they want entertaining, they want fun. See, I reckon that's bullshit. I don't all right. Any of that at all. I think the, the the success of the game actually proves my uh, point right. Yeah, 
success of 2020 cricket. I don't see how I don't see it being a roaring success around Australia. It's getting we played have, in the nice summer. Team. The stadiums are filled with people. They're selling tickets. It's all over TVs the everywhere. Are barely a third filled with people because we're just oversaturated with that shit. You can't. You can't compare. We've had. We've had the growth. We've had the growth, and now we uh, attempting now it's attempting to be in a consolidation phase. Yeah, and again we'll get shorter. Now we're saturated with. with we're saturated with a sugar rush of cricket. Yeah. Where where still the long form is still the peak and pinnacle of the game, and it clearly shows you that time and time again. Says who? Says who? How many people watch watch the Ashes? Well, you can't, you can't, you can't have an argument saying says who. How many people watch watch the Ashes? How many people watch the Ashes? Yeah. Uh, you know, give or take. And I'm and I'm using rubbery figures. Give or take seven billion people. I think. No, that's rubbish. Anyway, uh, on Channel 9, their, their stats were, according to Channel 9, their stats were, if you advertise with, uh, during the time of the Ashes, you'll get exposure to 1.8 million people. During the game one of the Ashes, the hottest time of the Ashes. Anyway, how many people watch other test cricket other than the Ashes? Watch other test cricket other than the Ashes. Yeah, like the, the, the other test cricket series other than the Ashes. You mean like when Australia plays at home? When Australia plays in yeah, India? Yeah, yeah, all those games. Oh, dude. Oh, mate, don't. No, dude. You're waiting in. No, please give me the numbers. You don't. Please, please get me the numbers and compare with the Ashes, and, I, and you'll be numbers. and you'll be gobsmacked at the drop off. I'm not getting any numbers because you will never get it. You Why won't you get you, it? Your bullishness on twenty twenty. Why won't you get it? No, no, it's not a bullishness. It's just that's it. The the game has to ha- has to shorten. It's the natural progression of these generations that come out. That's it. That's just accept that there's change. That's it. No, we accept this change, but we also know that some of this change is absolute is absolute bullshit. Okay, that's in your opinion. But I can promise you something. The numbers will tell you a different story. Anyway, moving on. We've dragged out this argument long enough. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Startups. What else did did you pick up for us from uh, Sports Tech Week? Uh, Startups. Startups. Pitched on Sunday. Probably Sportility. Sportility is good business, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. They were probably my favourite. And then, um, honestly, the rest were, were all right, but, you know, nothing to really gobsmack me. Yeah, Lumen Sports Technology, the, uh, the, athlete, uh, the athlete management system was a good one. That's an Adelaide business. Very, very good business, too. Very, very good business. And that's actual, that's, 
exponentially growing. That's not a, you know, that's, you can even almost say that's probably actually out, out of a startup phase already. Yeah, there you go. There so, you go. Because uh, that's, that's a really good one. That's a really good business. Maybe what else, you know, sportsility, that's, you know, that's a, I enjoyed that one. I've gone through it. I've got some, I've got some stuff here. Um, Active Intel was another one. Yeah, that, that Cricket VR that, one was uh, interesting. Cricket VR one? Yeah, it was just fun. Yeah, a few good ones, actually. It's fun. Yeah, see, that, that, that's the thing there, the, like, experiential stuff. But, you know, there's other good stuff anyway. Crick Euros was a good one. Um, oh, there's, there's, there's other ones anyway. I probably should give everyone more shout-outs shout anyway. Uh, yeah. But the ones I'm just going through off the top of my head, so... Um, he had the one with the, uh, also he had the one with the, the helmet. Yeah, yeah. The helmet, he, the, um, but I mean, the, the one with the beanie, that's actually, that, that serves up and becomes a helmet. So that was awesome, actually. I, I just can't remember the name. Yeah, they're called Anti. Uh, yeah, because you know, they, they're the ones they, you know, they use a block of wood to hit over the head. One of the other one, one person hit the other over the head with a block of wood. With the um, so with the um, you know, one would wear the helmet and then bang, hits him over the head. And there we go. You know, his head's all right. Uh, That's fascinating. Called Anti. That's a Brisbane-based company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting business. Yeah, like it softens. Like it's they've got a material inside. Uh, they've got a material inside that's soft. That's soft, and then like in cooler weather, it hard. Like it goes hard, super hard. So, um. Very interesting. Wow. But it's hardware, it's product, isn't it? That's insane. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so like you kind of look at all the stuff and go, yeah, there's some really cool stuff, some cool ideas. So there was that. Um, um, that was, so that was pretty much um, uh, thinking what else I ended up coming across in um, during the sports tech, um, the, the World Series of Conference. Sat in some other sessions about, you know, conducts, athlete management system. After doing a really interesting session on the English, on using English Premier League, that was pretty um, cool. After, yeah. Were you um, you sat in on that one? Yeah, that was that was unbelievable. Huh? Some, some of the stats that they pick up, and then they then ah, perfect, 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 perfect example of using stats correctly, and data was Opta. Data for storytelling. Not really. The, the, the coaches are making decisions based on these stats. Yeah, I wonder how close they actually work with coaches, though. What do you mean? I mean, if you, can predict, if you can predict certain forms and certain patterns and trends that happen on, on, on the field when a player does it, it would be crazy not to, not to be able to use it. Yeah, I don't know if they... I don't know if coaches use that kind of... They said they did. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can see, obviously, it's about looking at patterns in play. I mean, yeah. That's what they, you know, they, yeah. as as they train. That's what they train. But um, the data for a storytelling aspect, because, I mean, well, I don't know if they, that integrates with any of their video coaching, video coaching or if they, I'm sure it's probably, um, if it is, it's probably just one thing 
one aspect of a link of a chain of ways to coaching or um, analysis. I don't know if they use Optus for coaching though. Truly, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Um, what else caught your attention, buddy? Uh, I'm thinking what else, actually. Um, sort of catapult up to uh, a whole bunch of startups. Conduct. Did I see anything else, though? Uh, the guy from KPMG had some uh, interesting stats about the experience and so on, the consumer experience. Oh, yeah. well, I didn't see that. So, good you Vince, so you said, you said that was a decent right? Yeah, basically what he was talking about was how how digitalized the experience has become. He went into the Tottenham Stadium and how the whole stadium now is basically digital, from tickets to serving to payment, everything. So it's insane the way things are moving forward, and they're able to do that based on data. Why is, doesn't it happen like this in Australia? The MCG, Why do we have to wait for a new 60,000 stadium to be built in North London for, for a test case to be done? Up the stadium when done we, it? When we, oh, up the stadium up did the it? Stadium, fuck off. Huh? Up the stadium. Have you been up the stadium? No, but they said that up the stadium is uh, implemented it now. And the MC- yeah, but you, you can't you can't implement change straight away because you know. But these guys actually started well, the stadium like that, um, and they aren't. Well, and you, know, I, you I, can actually implement change quickly, but we there's there's a lack of adoption or even a desire to monetize or anything like that. So. Anyway, Tottenham Stadium did that. It's worked amazingly well. It's given them unbelievable amount of data and how to improve and move forward, so on and so on. MCG's in talks now in doing the same, you know. So this natural progression, mate, it's going to happen. If that, you see, if you think data and natural progression, if that's the case, why hasn't the MCG experience changed in 15 years? They're doing it now. They're in talks, right? From what they said, they're doing it now. And sometimes, and sometimes, management is the one that holds everything back because they don't want to change. But it won't change. What is it? Yeah. The experience is exactly the same at, at, at any at, at any Australian sporting stadium that I've ever been to ever. I mean, there was no nothing marked out as any. Is in fact uh, it was still stuck ten years ago. So you keep saying data, data on what? The experience is still the same. What do you mean data on what? You're not making sense, mate. If you have if you implement the change, if you implement the change, you have data. It's simple as that. If you implement the change, you they have, have data. data. It, well, that's their problem. It doesn't mean it doesn't work. Ask the people in charge. Ask the people in charge. Ask the people in charge. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just hasn't been used. That's the point. That's the point that that you that you have to get past. Just because people don't use it, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. A lot of people are comfortable with their jobs. They don't want to make any change. A lot of people feel that all this high tech is a threat to their jobs and their positions, and they don't know how to cope with it. And they feel like if they have to bring people externally, they're going to lose their jobs. You think it's fear? You think it's, That's all real. People are reluctant. Hey? 
That's all real. These cases have happened multiple times before. This is all real stuff. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Ask around. Mm. Not gonna ask around. Then you'll see. Either you use it in an actionable way rather than collecting tre treasure troves of it and doing fuck all with it. Yeah, but that's, no. it, that comes down to the organization who is collecting it. That's the issue. You either use it and know how to use it or don't and and decide to ignore it and put it down. That's it. No more, no less. All the ones that are using it are, are excelling. Yeah, but... Uh... Anyway. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway. Um, anything else? I mean, I would poke my head into a couple other sessions. That's about it, actually. I thought, yeah, sat in on the, you know, you poke your head in and have a look around. But yeah, that's it. That is Sports Tech Week, I think. Um, that's all, really. All know, right, then. Let's let's wrap yeah. it up. It's been a longer longer session than usual. Um, it's been interesting. Gonna have to do some. We might have to do some edits and cuts in that anyway. So thank you for having me. Uh, next week we'll return to a, a regularly scheduled. Maybe a run through some of the news, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. There's no editing, buddy. Everything is raw here. So, otherwise, other than that, <laughs> we will chat. We will chat next week. Take care, my man, and all the best. All the best to you. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?